Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Drumming, Foster's now Dan Kenshi, Lee, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, I have Jonah Ray. Hey, that's my name. How you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. Thanks for having me over. Wonderful. It was, Neighbor. It was easy to have you over because you had to walk like, I don't know, 300 feet, 400 feet? You know what? I don't know. It was, it was a honest, two minute. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe even if that. I don't know. I walked by your house a lot. Oh, yeah. What do you think when you walk by? Is it that I need to get my yard done very badly? Because that's I, what I think. I don't know. I hasten my step. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to be seen. Then I get dragged in a whole conversation. Yeah. I don't want to have to tag you. I mean, and I'm not one to talk. Uh, right. I'm sure if you've driven by my yard, you'll see the tall weeds in the front. No, you have a fence. But it, the, but we're also responsible for that sidewalk area. Oh, see, I, in the past, I haven't considered you responsible. <laughs> and not now now yeah. I do. Now yeah. I do. Yeah. Um. So, I know, Jonah, that you, you don't know a ton about Mortal Kombat. Do you know anything about Mortal Kombat? I mean, I played it when I was growing up. Great. I was very excited. It was, you know, the uh, violent street fighter, we called it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's a very fair... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the movie, uh, and I, I, you know, I, did, I kept up with it somewhat, um, but, it, you know, I didn't, you know, I think after four, I think is when I stopped. Uh, when, like, when, when all of a sudden it became like, you know, 30 characters to choose from, I was like, this is too much. Right. Well, I'm going to get through every single character in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, not this episode. Yes. Uh, but How the many series, are there? There's almost 70. Maybe exactly 70. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And they all have a story to tell, John. I'm sure they do. They all do. have a story yeah. to tell. Um, well, so this is part of our second season of the show, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually assigned a theme because as I was looking through the characters that are in Mortal Kombat 2, I realized there is a theme that binds them, and that theme is friendship. Oh. So I have a new segment of the show this season called Friendship. In which I talked to my guest real quick before we get into it about how we became friends. Jonah, do you remember how we became friends? Because I kind of vaguely do. Um, I don't know. Was it Twitter? Like, did we start or we were, no? We were put together. I think it was. A, I think we put we got put together on that sketch. I think that was probably it. Because I, was I think to I heard like, your name. Had we ever spoken? Yeah, I heard, yeah. I've listened to you on shows and yeah. seen you at Meltdown. Yeah, but I don't think we. Yeah, and then and, and then I'd we seen your on, stuff. Like your, I'd seen some of your stuff. And then, like, yeah, then they the the site, the Nerdist site, asked mm-hmm. me to like direct a video that you wrote, which uh, is still one of my favorite things that ever came out of my time at Nerdist. I was I was pretty pretty <laughs> happy with how that that worked out and how we kept on pushing that uh, that location to where I was like, hey, can we use this cop car? Hey, can we turn on the lights? Cool if we set this place on fire. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Put it out. You guys have a fire marshal on yeah. set. It's like why waste it? Yeah. Well, we should let people know it was a uh, it was uh, the intro for a rebooted version of Doogie Howser, MD, mm. which was you know where he's just a crappy little millennial 
Generation he's, he's Y kid. He's a little kid. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a little scumbag. Yeah, he's like, he's got wheelies on in the hallways, uh-huh. and that was the, probably the hardest thing to shoot, was <laughs> him doing the that wheelies. Makes sense. Who was pulling focus on that? They did a great job. Was it Martim? Uh, yes. Was he just operating camera for that show? Yeah, I think so. But Shout was, out to Martim. Great job, Martim. Yeah, that one was tricky just because it's like we had to have, like, because it was the shot on the feet, and he had to get the wheelies, but he couldn't do it himself. Right. Because you kind of have to run to do it. You can't just do it. And so we uh, we had like the adults next to him lifting him up to do it. And he just kept <laughs> and he kept on slipping back. He was the most the most athletic kid. Uh, check out Doogie Hazard rebooted on YouTube. Uh, it's good times and it's got a, a nice balance of hijinks and homicide. I would yeah. say it's probably something that Drug someone use. might say uh, in like a quoted review on the post. Yeah, yeah. But we uh, that was a that was a fun thing where I was like I was sent the script that you wrote I guess uh, and. You know, I was, I was like, oh, can I do like a pass? And I didn't want to be disrespectful because I've been in your position a lot too or sure. someone gets brought in to right. do direct the thing that I could easily mm-hmm. direct myself, which I'm right. sure you were. You like, are an auteur, so I understood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then like when I send it back to you and you were you were like, you were game and then I even had more ideas how to make it even crazier. Yeah. That was, I think, when the friendship started. Well, it was great because you, uh, you were like the free pass that I had to yeah. get things weirder because at that time it was like, you know, I'd write something when I was small potatoes yeah but once you were involved i was like oh now this can get crazy and no one can stop yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) because i would just i would just talk shit back i mean that's what i did when i was at doing sketches over at uh g4 and you know i remember Mm. when i was doing stuff for uh uh, attack of the show and the guy would try to be like i don't i mean this isn't that this is kind of weird i was like yeah and it's funny it's funny and (laughs) I, i tell you what's funny that's why you hired me yeah, it's hard to argue with that logic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the shit every night, open mics and comedy shows. Shit, still in the shit. Still in the shit. Apocalypse now coming back to theaters. By the way, the final cut, and uh, I already got my ticket to go see it. Oh, nice. I'm psyched. Yeah. Shout out to Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Jonah. Uh, because I know that you love horror movies. Yes. Uh, I was very strategic in the character that I chose today. I chose the all-time Mortal Kombat villain Shao Kahn uh, to be the character I talk about with you. I don't know how much you remember Shao Kahn. He's a big, beefy he a big, guy. He, he was a lion, Shere Khan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Shere yeah, Khan, yeah. that's him. That's him. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're uh, you're thinking of Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. Right, the yes. Andy Serkis film. I'm talking about uh, Shao Kahn. Yeah, Shao uh, Kahn. He, is, he, he was a god. Yes. That was put in charge of defending uh, the realm of Outworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was like, fuck that. Basically, okay, just roll back a little bit, okay. uh, just to give you a little bit of was background. He, he was always a part of the Mortal Kombat lore. He was. He's okay. kind of been the big bad since the very first okay. game. He wasn't in the first game, but he was the uh, His presence the was guy around. behind the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to give you some like quick background that'll help you understand everything we're going to talk through. Uh, back at the dawn of time, um, <laughs> there were the Elder Gods. Uh, who were, you know, sort of like the Pantheon. And then there was the One Being. The One Being, hard to really say what the One Being was, but as far as the lore goes, the Elder Gods thought the One Being was sapping their power. So they split them into a bunch of pieces, which became the many realms, basically dimensions that we uh-huh. have. Earth Realm, Outworld, Edenia, the Nether Realm, there are a whole bunch of them. Throughout history, those realms always would try to inevitably conquer each other because it was the One Being trying to reassemble himself. Ah, mm-hmm. wow. So to prevent that from happening, the Elder Gods came up with the surefire plan of saying, okay, look, if one realm wants to merge with another realm, they have to beat them in 10 fighting tournaments in a row, (laughs) (laughs) which is how the Mortal Kombat tournament uh, was created. Yes. So uh, 
at the time that they created the realms, they also created these gods that would be the defenders of each of these realms and basically, you know, assemble the teams that would fight in these tournaments and defend that realm from the other realms. And Shao Kahn was the one put in charge of uh, Outworld. Outworld, okay. So he's, you know, big, beefy, strong guy, has a warhammer, wears a skull mask, can do sorcery. Okay, yes. Yeah, he's like a Jack Rasputin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way... Phenomenal pitch for a show. Someone should do it. Uh, let's get Dave Batista as Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> the more I'm talking about it, the more I really want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just start to hear a typewriter. So there was an emperor eventually as the culture of Outworld developed. This guy, Onaga, the dragon king. Yes. Big dragon guy. Uh, and he ruled over Outworld with an iron fist. He was a necromancer, so he had this giant army where he'd send him into battle. They would die. He'd bring him back to life. They yes. were unstoppable. And then one day Shao Kahn was like, you know, he was basically his advisor, which is kind of the role that these gods are supposed to have. And yeah. then he was like, eh, fuck this. Poisoned Onaga, took over as emperor, sapped this lush and beautiful realm's uh, energy, basically, and turned it into like a dystopian wasteland. Wow. Yeah. And Wait, so... So I'm on a. It's it's 1995. Sure. I'm at mm -hmm. an arcade. Yeah. I'm not at an arcade. I'm at the uh, the you know the uh, the shop and the shop and sip down yep. the street from my house. Mm -hmm. You know the first stop. Uh, they got the little arcade game in the back. I'm sitting yep. down there playing it. How am I supposed to know about any of this stuff? Yeah. So absolutely none of this is in <laughs> that arcade game. Basically, I think okay. I'm trying to roll back to like what did people know when the second Mortal Kombat came out? I think. Uh, the first one came out, and all the information you really got was like the little screen at the beginning that was like Mortal Kombat, and the, the Elder Gods made a fighting tournament, yeah. and the winner will to conquer the realms. And then the kind of little bits of character information that yeah. filled things in. Maybe Shao Kahn got like a little name drop in the Shao Kahn or the Shang Tsung page. It was like, yeah. Shang Tsung's boss is Shao Kahn. I think there was probably comic books in between the okay. first and the second game that filled some stuff in. And it's possible that the movie came out. No, I think the movie was after the second Mortal Kombat. I can't remember, but I do remember uh, going to the uh, uh, Pearl City Multiplex mm -hmm. uh, to go watch it. Yeah. And uh, the, being underwhelmed, but also thinking it was better than um, Street Fighter. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely better than Street Fighter. It's not bad. It's like a sort of fantasy remake of Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just was so confused why, uh, like, like, who they made. Like, it's the same thing with, like, Street Fighter, where, like, why, why... Why is Guile the mm -hmm. lead? Like, it's, yeah. it's Ryu is the lead. Or Ken, you know, there's just one of those. Oh, that... wait. So who did you think was supposed to be the lead instead of Liu Kang? Um, I thought it was going to be... Um, oh, man. Uh, you know what? Maybe it is. I thought it, maybe it was supposed to be Liu Kang. Yeah, who else would it have been? I guess, like, maybe Sub-Zero and Scorpion. They were definitely, like, front and center. I mean, they were time. my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how could they not be? Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of Sub Zero Scorpion references in uh, the new Mystery Science Theater. They all, all like get over here. Perfect. Like that. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, I remember uh, just being underwhelmed. But the, I mean, the song can't beat that song though. No, it's a phenomenal song. Yeah, and uh, that's why I chose to cover it for the theme song of the show. Uh, but screaming all seventy characters' names over the, <laughs> the music. Um. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should listen to this podcast. Uh, just the first ninety seconds. Yeah. For the longest, <laughs> the longest theme song in podcast history. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the, you know, at the time that the game came out, I'm going to say maybe none of this was in the heads of the kids playing. Yeah. Uh, but we'll catch up to what people knew. Yeah. But this is sort of the deep lore that I think... I, I myself had always wondered, like, why do I care about Shao Kahn? He's not as cool as all the other guys because he's sort of just like a tough guy barbarian. He's the person you expect 
to be the big boss. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the rest of Mortal Kombat characters, you're like, oh, four-armed four dragon yeah. guy. Oh, like an old man who can steal souls and like shapeshift. Yeah. Oh, like a ninja who throws a spear and is apparently a skeleton underneath his mask. More surprising, interesting. Shao Kahn wasn't that interesting to me. Until I think I got this backstory that like he was supposed to protect this realm, and instead he was like mm, mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a bit more mischievous. Yeah, yeah. And I always liked the realm of Outworld, which was like all the coolest backgrounds for all the levels mm -hmm. were like that purple desert and yeah. like the living forest. I always thought it was a cool fantasy world, and to find out that the reason Outworld looks so much like a horror movie is because this guy took over and did climate change to it with magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's he, like magic he, climate change. Yeah, it took, it took the resources and, it, and the world couldn't recover. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that immediately was like way more interesting to me. This is the only yeah. stuff I really found out recently as I was like diving deeper into what I already knew. Um, but it definitely makes him, well, probably not a deeper character because he's a pretty simple guy in terms of he's like, I want everything because uh, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did color in like what he was willing to do to get what he wanted. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so Shao Kahn. And, uh, and, all, and with all this story, you can make him punch and kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He can also swing his hammer uh, yeah, yeah. or like do some green magic. Yeah, sure. Like, who doesn't love green magic? Why didn't they ever make a, an adventure version of Mortal Kombat? Oh, like an adventure game? Yeah. They kind of... No, there's story mode. That's not adventure. Right. Well, I, I guess you mean like in, in the LucasArts sense? Yeah. That yeah. would have been tight. Yeah, uh, or like, you know, or Resident Evil or, you know, just kind of going through these worlds. And... So they kind of did do that a little bit. Okay. There, there are two games the like... I think it was like the last two games released for the Xbox had very rudimentary, like gameplay wise, extremely shitty. Oh. But in terms of like world exploration, storytelling wise, like pretty cool adventure modes. So if they could only combine like the great fighting. Yes. Yeah, dexterity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, there was this one game called uh, Shaolin Monks mm -hmm. that kind of covered the story of the first like two Mortal Kombat games, but you just play as Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Oh, wow. That was like it was more like a brawler so you're kind of exploring different levels and just beating the shit out of people but it was really fun like the arkham yeah it yeah, was yeah. it was it was comparable i'd say to arkham it wasn't like open world so you can just go wherever you wanted it was yeah, definitely yeah. like levels because i think this was also xbox era ps2 yeah. era but um it was pretty cool people still like ask for them to make a sequel to that game which would be tight but yeah it's interesting that you say that because They've def they definitely know that people want that and have yeah, like yeah, tried yeah. to do it before. Like the most recent game that came out has uh, an unlockable mode, basically for like unlocking costumes and stuff. And the huh. way it works is they have a totally three D rendered like Shang Tsung's island, and you walk around in it and like open ch physically open chests all over the island and like solve puzzles to oh. unlock the costumes and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So it's definitely like you're not the first person to be like, damn, I want like an adventure. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Um, yeah, that's the thing about these games. Like, they really don't have to have all this story or all this cool world building, and they do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because, yeah. uh, like, Cause one just dork Tekken. cared enough to do it when they made it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who listens to this podcast? Oh. Hello, wow. John Tobias. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, back to Shao Kahn. Okay, yes. Shao Kahn poisons the Emperor Onaga, who he's supposed to be advising. Honestly, in, like, classic advisor form. I don't mm -hmm. know why any king trusts any advisor yeah watch um, vice yeah let alone a guy who wears like a skull mask yeah yeah, yeah. he's uh, all right <laughs> uh 
he uh, he takes over. He takes the resources of Outworld, and then he's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start conquering the other realms. I know the rules. Ten fighting tournaments. We can do that." So he starts doing that, and he his biggest accomplishment uh, was the realm of Edenia, which is kind of like. It looks almost like you'd imagine the realm of like the Greek gods. People live yeah. like 500, 600 years. Everyone's beautiful. Huge waterfalls, lush forests. Uh, he goes in there and he beats them in 10 tournaments. He murders their king, King Jared. He takes uh, King Jared's wife, Queen Sindel, and her child, Princess Katana. And he's like, wow. you're my family now. Sindel kills herself. Jeez. She's like, no way. Yeah. He, he takes her soul and binds her to Outworld so she can never move on to the afterlife. <laughs> Uh, and then decides he's going to raise Katana as his own. I don't know why he even cared. too, right? Uh, Sindel? No, uh, Kata Katana. Katana, yeah. Oh. Uh, Doesn't she have like a weird face? You will find out why you think that. Okay. Yes. Uh, she doesn't, but there is someone else that you're okay. thinking of. All right. So, yeah, I, he's like... I can wait. You can wait. <laughs> uh, minutes, maybe even seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, I'm going to raise... Katana, which very uncharacteristic that he was like, I'm going to be a dad today. Um, yeah, yeah. But, hey, uh, you know when it hits you, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, grab your hand and, yeah. oh, brother, you know, <laughs> you can do anything to protect this kid. He just knows. It's like that song, Just the Two of Us. Haha, uh, -ha, I want to kiss you all the time. And I will <laughs> test that, but, yeah. Um, so he decides, I'm going to raise this girl. I've taken over one realm. Time to take over some more. Uh, and he decides he's never going to tell Katana, like, who her parents are. Also, weird for this guy to feel any shame. I think it was probably just, like, self-preservation. He was like, yeah, 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 she'd probably be pissed and try to murder me. Yeah, mostly. yeah, yeah. I think that's a smart move. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as he's off conquering other realms, he's conquering the vampire realm, he's conquering uh, the dinosaur people realm, Zatera. Yeah. He, uh, primal, primal rage. Yeah, the primal yeah. rage realm. The street yeah. fighter realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he's out uh, conquering these other realms, 10 tournaments at a time, he does start to get suspicious as Katana's growing up. He's like, oh, she's really smart. She's a good fighter. I'm having her act as my daughter, but also as my bodyguard because I've trained her to be the perfect assassin. But um, mm, she might find out one day what I did. So tell you what, I'm going to tell my sorcerer, Shang Tsung, to make a clone of Katana. And Shang Tsung's like, no problem. So he clones Katana, uh, blending her DNA with the DNA of a Tarkatan warrior. And in Outworld, the Tarkatans are like these mutants that live out in the wastelands that have giant fangs and spears there. that come out of their arms. There it is. Uh-huh, like Baraka. Yeah. I'm familiar with him. Yeah. And so he makes Melina. Uh, and then Shao Kahn basically like raises her in the basement of his palace. Oh, boy. She's like Katana, except she has fangs mm -hmm. and eats people and is completely psychotic. Yeah. Like, lusts only for murder and power. Mm. Um, but she sees Shao Kahn as her dad. Uh, but she also is like, I kind of want to overthrow him. They have like a complicated relationship. Oh. But he like raises her in the basement. Katana doesn't know she exists. And he's kind of just like his safeguard yeah. against if Katana ever like turns on me, eh, I'll just kill her, replace her with Melina so that I like, you know, have a public facing Katana daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they look the same if they wear a veil. Yes, right. Uh -huh. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Shao Kahn, he's defeating all these realms, and then he decides Earthrealm. That's the next one on my list. I'm going to take it down. And he says Shang Tsung, or sorry, he, I think actually before he made Melina, he went and did a tournament in Earthrealm. There was an Earthrealmer named Shang Tsung who cheated. He was brought before Shao Kahn to be executed, and Shao Kahn was like, honestly, dude, I like your style. 
why don't you defect to Outworld? Be my, I'll teach you magic. I'll make you my sorcerer. And Shang Tsung was like, cool, I'm in. Wow. Yeah, and that's like Shang Tsung's backstory. So when Shao Kahn went back to Earthrealm, Shang, sorry, when Shao Kahn went back to Earthrealm to conquer it, Shang Tsung was his champion. Shang Tsung won like a bunch of tournaments, was a great warrior. He was trained by Shao Kahn. He was the best. Uh, but then he got defeated by this guy named the Great Kung Lao. Mm -hmm. This is like 500 years before the first Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, okay. And uh, the Great Kung Lao was the champion of Raiden, who was the god put in charge of protecting Earthrealm. Yes. Who, unlike Shao Kahn, did not decide to drain it of its resources and take over. Instead, he was like, oh, I'm going to do the job that they gave me. Yes, yeah, And yeah. defend it. There's a thing about Raiden that I always kind of get upset about where people yeah. say it's a straight-up ripoff of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. But... It's clear that it's that's just a that's that's Chinese lore. Yes, and it's like uh, there are, there is a there is that character that mm -hmm. shows up in a lot of old stories. Yeah, it's a reference to a lot of like Eastern fantasy. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just the people who are like, there's one thing, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah. John Carpenter thought of this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all dragons are a ripoff of the dragon from Dragonheart. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, well, he is the last one. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that is a movie. <laughs> I it's a it's a movie that I think about a lot and don't really like. Same. Although I guess I don't like it in retrospect, but I definitely dragged every member of my family to see it when it came out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was it, 95, 96? Yeah, it must have been around. I was like then. six or seven. So yeah. for me it was like I gotta I gotta keep seeing this high tech dragon that sounds like the guy from The Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. probably more like that sounds like that guy that my mom says is the sexiest man who ever lived. Yeah, the, yeah. the one that was uh, famous for playing that role where he just slaps women all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a whole generation yeah. that, uh, <laughs> was trained to think that was fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. um, no, enough virtue signaling. Back to Mortal Kombat. That's <laughs> what the people tune into Mortal yeah. Podcast for. <laughs> it's a lot of crossover. Um, so, yeah, Shang Tsung loses a tournament. Shao Kahn's pissed. Uh, he's like, great, now i got to go find a new champion. He's like, Shang Tsung, you got to find your own replacement because you were not supposed to lose. And he goes and he finds this guy, Prince Goro, who's a four-armed half-dragon man from this yes. race called the Shokan that live in Outworld. With yes. the, the, the top ponytail. Mm -hmm. He's got a top knot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he goes and he fights in an Earthrealm versus Outworld Mortal Kombat tournament and kills the great Kung Lao. So Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung are like, cool, Goro, that's the move. Great, let's do that. And over 500 years, they keep Outworld keeps challenging Earthrealm to Mortal Kombat tournaments and keeps winning. And they get all the way up to the 10th tournament, the tournament that will decide whether or not Outworld is able to merge the realms. And that's what the first Mortal Kombat game was about. Okay. It's the, it's the do or die tournament. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Shao Kahn says, great, you guys got it. We're basically on autopilot now. Goro, Shang Tsung, go do your thing. Head to uh, this island that I secured for you guys in Earthrealm called Shang Tsung's Island. Mm. And uh, clever, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> do a Mortal Kombat there, win, it'll be tight. Great, yeah. And uh, Shang Tsung and Goro come back, and Shao Kahn's like, What the fuck happened? I'm like, Yeah, this guy Liu Kang uh, actually beat us and ended our 500 year streak, so we're gonna have to start over. Oh, wow, yeah. Liu Kang being Raiden's new champion, yeah. And uh, Shao Kahn's like pissed, and he says to Shang Tsung, Well, I'm gonna have you executed now, fuck you, dude. Shang Tsung's like, No, 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 I can fix it, I can fix it. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, technically, on paper, I'm still an Earthrealmer, so I can do some kind of loophole -y stuff. 
I'm just going to do some light terrorism. I'm going to open up some portals into Earthrealm and like let some monsters run in and maybe kill some of Liu Kang's allies, kill some people on the set of this guy Johnny Cage's commercial because he was at that tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe kidnap a couple of Earthrealmers and I'll make them come back here for like do-over, you know, one-and-done tournament. Whoever wins takes it home. And is that Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Is that what that movie is about? It's slight. It's lightly about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that, that was the plot of Mortal Kombat Two. Was the Outworld like, yeah, do-over yeah. tournament? Yeah. It's Annihilation is. It tries to do a little bit of that and a little bit of Mortal Kombat Three, and then it kind of just goes off the rails. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was definitely the the main inspo. Was yeah. That now yeah. everyone's going to Outworld field yeah. trip. Yeah. So. I would have probably watched that because, like, the what you just described, all that like an you know, espionage of you know realm blending yeah seem that's pretty exciting stuff it is Someone... and, I, and i love showbiz stories you know you know johnny cage's <laughs> commercial getting ruined oh man i really want once so they... upon a time in outworld oh shit <laughs> <laughs> they like they really put johnny front and center in the most recent like few games now i just really want them to just make a movie that is what if an action movie star got involved in a huge conflict between dimensions because he wanted to prove that he does not use special effects for his oh, martial arts. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like you can make a great action comedy. I mean, honestly, get John Carpenter in there. Yeah. You know, if do some CG. Find a way to get Kurt Russell to play Johnny because there's really no one better. <laughs> He's a bit old. And just get Wyatt. You know, Wyatt Russell in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Wyatt Russell. Oh, he's really good. So hey, you um, want to hate him, don't you? You wanna. You can't. You can't. He's good. He's too likable. He's too likable. And he's also just good because he's, he's played non-likable guys and does mm-hmm. a good job. He is. He's just a great actor. I yes. do feel like we are in an interesting period in that there are a lot of like dynasty actors right now that yeah. are coming up that are super... Like Maya Hawk is really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And I like uh, I like Dennis Quaid's kid too. Jack Quaid, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a whole... Did Randy ever have kids? Randy Quaid. Uh, I feel like we'll never know the truth. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I would, I would not be surprised if he had zero or fifty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whackers. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, so, so, uh, Raiden and Luke Kang and his warriors—they all come from Earthrealm over to Outworld uh, for Outworld, you know, home team tournament. And Shao Kahn is going to preside over this one himself. And he notices that when all the Earthrealmers get to Outworld, uh, Katana's like hanging around them. And he starts to get kind of suspicious uh, that she's going to find out her origins and maybe turn on him and defect. So he's like, all right, Melina, let's get you out of the basement. Listen, spy on Katana. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see her allying with the Earthrealmers, I just want you to kill kill your uh, <laughs> your sort of clone sister yeah. and uh, just replace her. Cool? Great. So he sends <laughs> Melina off to do that. Second Mortal Kombat tournament starts. Shao Kahn's presiding over it. He uh, he feeds Shang Tsung like a bunch of souls, which mm-hmm. is like kind of just Shao Kahn's currency. He's always like sucking souls from here, putting them over there. Yeah, you know, doing weird god sorcery stuff. Uh, he just gives Shang Tsung a bunch of souls, and he's like, "All right, you're super strong now. No excuses. Get in there, kick Liu Kang's ass, take this one home, suck up another realm." And uh, naturally, fucking Liu Kang just gets in there and just destroys everybody. Shang Tsung, he gets all the way up to Shao Kahn just being like, all right, you don't win unless you beat me. And Liu Kang does. Oh, wow. <laughs> and like humiliates Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn's like, I don't understand. This makes no sense. I'm a god. You're just like a, a dude man. who trained a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but despite all odds, Liu By Kang heart. did it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we do have more inside us than we thought. <laughs> 
I think uh, I think that's really what the story is all about. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Liu Kang takes it home. Shao Kahn is humiliated. He's pissed, and he says to Shang Tsung, "Look, gonna execute you for real this time, unless you think of something like right now for how to fix this, because I'm not gonna spend another." 500 years trying to beat them in another fighting tournament or another 10 fighting tournaments. Well, so, the thing is they could just wait 30 years till, you know, the human dies mm-hmm. and then they'd be fine. Yeah, just wait out the natural lifespan of, of a human. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, Shao Kahn's like not feeling it. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. he's probably a little heated. Honestly, I think what this comes down to for him is like, I guess it's hard to be a God when Elder gods also exist. Yeah. So you always feel like, oh, I should have more, but like I'm not getting treated as a powerful enough being. So I don't know. I think he's got like a real complex. Yeah. About yeah. Kind of demigod's got to have an issue, I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a demigod problem. Yeah. 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 It's just like, it's like being in charge of a fiefdom. You're like, right. Nah, this is real middle of the road when it comes to control and power. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you get a taste of it. Sure. You get a taste, but you're not like really in control. You're yeah. not really powerful. So I think that's probably where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. So a lot of it's just ego driven for him. Yeah, regional managers. Yeah, nobody wants to be a regional manager. Yeah, exactly. Is what it comes down to. So, um, so Shang Song's like, please don't kill me. Uh, tell you what, another plan. Boom, loophole again. Think about it, right? Sindel, her soul bound to Outworld, she is technically kind of like half dead because her soul hasn't moved on. We have her corpse, don't we? <laughs> and I'm still an out- Earthrealmer. I can go back and forth whenever I want, right? I take Sindel's corpse to Earthrealm. I resurrect her uh, with necromancy in Earthrealm. Sindel, technically born again on Earth, so your wife is technically an Earthrealmer, which means, I don't know, immigration law, something. Boom, you can merge the realms. Let's do this. Wow, through marriage. Yeah. With no goats. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No goats required. <laughs> uh, and honestly... Fucking Looney Tunes is all that is. It works. Yeah. And Shao Kahn just opens up a bunch of portals in Earthrealm. And all of a sudden, you know, there's just spires and purple desert sands spilling into major cities. Dragons are like flying around in New York, exploding shit. Yeah. There are centaurs storming through the streets, killing people. And Shao Kahn just starts sucking the souls out of everyone on Earth and then sending his death squad of monsters all over everywhere to kill anyone who opposes him. Wow. Which really needs to be a movie. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, that's incredible. It's like cue the winged serpent with like a billion dollar budget. Uh, um, so Shao Kahn's waging his his war through yeah. uh, through Earthrealm pretty much just by force trying to merge with it by just killing anyone who can oppose him and eating a bunch of souls yeah. and leaving nothing behind. Um, this guy Kung Lao comes and attacks him in the street. Not the great Kung Lao, but the great Kung Lao's descendant yes uh, Shao Kahn just easily just the like okay blasts Kung him. Lao. yeah they're like the good enough Kung Lao yeah yeah uh, who we covered in the last episode of DC Pearson <laughs> um and uh he seemingly kills this Kung Lao guy it's just like another dude that Shao Kahn casually like strikes down in the in the street in this campaign hmm. but turns out Kung Lao uh is Luke Kang's best friend who he grew up with so Luke Kang just goes berserk uh just attacks Shao Kahn and beats the ever-loving shit out of him Wails on him so hard that Shao Kahn is like, I'm, I'm done. I, I give up. Wow. Forget it. I have to go. He literally, I think he beats him up so hard that his body just phases the fuck out of our realm <laughs> and back to Outworld <laughs> along with all of his armies. Wow. Yeah. There's basically just a huge retreat and Shao Kahn is sent home humiliated. When he gets there, his armies abandon him. He's so depowered that he can't even like lash out at anybody. Mm-hmm. Katana 
And Sindel, who was resurrected as like a psychotic, like evil revenant, basically every negative thing in her body came out as this crazy, like shrieking banshee witch. Yeah. And uh, Kitana manages to like bring her back to her old self and say, hey, found out our whole story. Pretty messed up. Tell you what, let's bail. Shao Kahn has no power over us anymore. And she's like, cool, no problem. We're mom and daughter again. They go back to like the wreckage of Edenia and are like, I guess it's, we'll just rebuild yeah. <laughs> and try to make our realm independent again. And Shao Kahn basically loses everything. He hangs up his war hammer and he's like, I'm going to take some time to recover. I'm going to have to plot my revenge. Hmm. A long time passes, years, and uh, Kitana winds up leading a restored Edenian army that she has built back up into Outworld and up to Shao Kahn's palace. Uh, and she has now even recruited some of Shao Kahn's former allies, like Goro and his Shokan. Yeah. She um, she actually recruited him by brokering a, a truce between the, the half-dragon people and the centaur people who had been at war for generations. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this huge army of, like, outworlders and the Denians storm up to Shao Kahn's palace, led by his adopted daughter. And uh, Shao Kahn is like, oh, shit, almost gets killed and only survives... Uh, because he has no more friends, he pays this mercenary Kano to like yeah. basically get him out of there. Um, he has to buy his friends now. His his life sucks. He's been reduced to pretty much nothing. And Shao Kahn goes into hiding. Um, and while he's in hiding, his old buddy Shang Tsung shows up with another sorcerer, this guy Quan Chi, who's like a crazy like dark sorcerer from the Nether Realm. This dude just like worships death and is insane. Mm. Uh, and the two of them are like, "Hey, we're forming a deadly alliance." Do you want to join us? Maybe we could all be a deadly alliance together. Yeah, we could deadly ally together. And Shao Kahn's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then they assassinate him. Oh. Yeah, it was a trick. Uh, yeah. Shang Tsung and Quan Chi were like, let's take out everybody who was ever our boss, yeah. forever a threat. Uh, they assassinate Shao Kahn because um, their plan was to basically just kill all their opposition. They also murder Liu Kang. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, they're like pretty powerful together. It's really a, it's really a, a good statement for what happens when the worker rises. Yeah, I, um, yeah. <laughs> Kami. Yeah, in a sense, they bring back the proverbial uh, guillotine. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but the guillotine in this case is sorcery. Yeah, so we're eating the rich. By the way, not a bad idea. I don't know if it's something we, we've considered. Bringing back the guillotine? Using guillotine, sorcery sorry. to take down. Uh, yeah, I know we've oh. talked about at great length, specifically on Twitter, Bringing yeah. back the guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Sorcery. Have we considered it? Yeah, well, I think... I just feel like the women have. Witchery is coming back. Yeah, There's that's true. There's a lot of witchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, witchy stuff going yeah. on. I don't yeah. want to ignore the contribution. Yeah, we all have stones in our houses now. Uh, we do. So their whole plan is like, yeah, we're going to resurrect uh, Onaga's like eternal army and go on our own campaign. And so we'll they also want to take over the world. Yeah. yeah, who doesn't? You know? Yeah. But the, the, we're, we're, we're talking about me. Shao Kahn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's dead. He is. But what's happening? Uh, well, but then why seemingly. are we still recording? Oh, okay. Oh, because they didn't assassinate Shao <sighs> Kahn. They assassinated Shao Kahn's clone. Idiots. Oh. You don't give a megalomaniac the power to clone people. Yeah. That it's, I'm pretty sure, the plot of the next Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah. It's stupid. So they accidentally killed a clone. Shang Tsung probably should have seen that coming. He's the dude who was like cloning. We're doing it now. Uh, so Shao Kahn secretly still alive, secretly super underpowered, um, biding his time, mm -hmm. but he's like, I'm not going to pop out now because in their attempt to take over the realms, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi accidentally, uh, resurrected Onaga, the dragon King himself. And that dude's definitely still pissed at me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to like hang out until someone takes care of that. <laughs> 
for me. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So the real Shang Shao Kahn is like picking through the rubble at his palace, and he's like, "All right, well, what do we got left here?" And he finds a basically dead Goro hanging out, who was like almost killed in the assault on yeah. Shao Kahn's palace. And Shao Kahn is like, all right, tell you what, building back my army, planning my comeback for after this whole Onaga thing blows over. <laughs> Do you want to like be a part of that? Are you down? And Goro's like, yeah, dude, save my life. I'm yours forever. I'm kind of dumb, and I'm just going to say yes to whatever authority figure asked me to Seems be their Seems like dude. the type, yeah. Yeah, look, when you're half dragon, not to judge dragons and their sentience. Some dragons are very sentient. Some dragons are very intelligent. You know, you get your smaugs. You get your smaugs. You yeah. got your dragon hearts. Sure, you get your dragon hearts. I think if I'm not mistaken in the world of Mortal Kombat, dragons a little less so. Yeah. Regardless, Goro, not a smart guy, mm-hmm. is like, totally, let's do this. So Goro and Shao Kahn are like laying low, waiting for everything to blow over. And sure enough, yes, some Earthrealmers, you know, the ghost of Liu Kang and some other dudes that we don't need to talk about wind up taking down Onaga. And that's all wrapped up. Shang Tsung, Quan Chi kind of out of the picture for a minute. And Shao Kahn's like, great. No one to oppose me. Going to take back my throne in Outworld. And then uh, at least that's, the, you know, the start. The start yes. of the start yeah. of Shao Kahn 2.0 on yeah. back. And he goes back to his palace, and uh-oh, who's sitting on the throne? It's Katana. Shit. What's she doing there? She has her own place. She does. Boom, it's not Katana. <gasps> Surprise, it's Melina. That's her whole thing. Hey. She's like, hey, Dad, remember me? And Shao Kahn's like, yeah. <laughs> I totally remember that time I cloned yeah. clone my daughter. Uh, and Melina's like, cool, because I love you, Dad. Throne's yours. Let's do this. Wow. She, you know, she gives Shao Kahn the throne. He's like, great. Shao Kahn is the emperor of Outworld once more so he's like let's but start is he still weak does he still need to build a uh, army i think he's probably back to like classical shao Kahn strength yeah but definitely like has some rebuilding to do he doesn't have all the allies that he had before yeah katana's like ruling adenia that's no good um and actually as he's doing like recon to try to figure out where to start he finds out that there's this impending adenian prophecy that's starting to come true Basically, there's this giant pyramid that's going to rise. And as the prophecy says, uh, everyone will do battle at the base of this pyramid. Whoever gets to the top of the pyramid is going to have to fight a big old fire guy mm. named, named Blaze. He's mm. an elemental. I don't know where the elementals fit in and like gods and demigods. And yeah. Regardless, if you can get to the top of this pyramid and you can fight this Blaze guy and you defeat him, you will absorb his power. You'll become the most powerful being alive. Maybe as powerful as an elder god. Maybe it's the power of the one being. I mean, mm. it's a big prophecy. Yeah. There's a lot of like questionable elements to it. Um, but the headline is, everyone's going to be fighting at the bottom of this pyramid to try to get to the top and become all-powerful. And Shao Kahn's like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> that sounds great. That's, that That's, sounds like a sh- it's on brand for me. But is he going to fight or is he going to get people to fight for him? Like, Is it the fighter themselves that is... It's the fighter themselves. It's like literally the dude who gets up there and yeah. kills Blaze. But, you know, you're, you're thinking in the same direction Shao Kahn's thinking. He's like, I'm not going to be able to get him there myself. There's going to be a big war. I'm not going to, like, storm through a battlefield. I'm too smart for that. So he kind of calls together this uneasy alliance of Onaga, Shang Tsung, mm. Quan Chi. All the dudes that, honestly, you should expect to stab you in the back. Yes, yeah. But they get together and they're like, tell you what, we all want to get to the top of that pyramid. We all want that pyramid power. We all want to fight the fire, dude. Let's just make a deal. We help each other get to the top. And then it's every man for himself. Yeah. Or every man dragon, every dragon man, every necromancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, until we get to that moment, we'll help each other out. Because yeah. we need each other to yeah. get that far. Yeah. They're, they, they definitely get together and they're like, 
we're the only alphas in the world, yeah. man. <laughs> we're like the toughest guys there yeah. are, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm tougher than you. Even though we're all talking right now because we've all lost and we're all in hiding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they, uh, you know, they make this uneasy alliance. Mm-hmm. The war does come. There's the forces of darkness, the forces of light kind of going about. Everyone you've ever heard of in Mortal Kombat lore yeah. is at this battle. Uh, including like this guy Striker, who's just like a cop, like anyone who's yeah, ever, wow, yeah, who get, who just dies like straight up first. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's like, I've got to go. <laughs> um, just a cop rolling and trying to yeah, give order. Uh-huh. Anyone afraid of smoke bombs? And yeah, he just yeah. Gets his head ripped off. Yeah. Uh, so you know, everyone goes to battle, um, and Shao Kahn's alliance like races up that pyramid. Those guys are pretty strong. Admittedly, they get pretty high up, and before they even get to the top. Shao Kahn just grabs his hammer and like swings it at Shang Tsung's head. Uh, He's like, yo, fuck everyone but Shao Kahn. Yeah. Uh, he does manage to, he, he doesn't take out all of them. There's like a, there's like 12 dudes fighting on this pyramid. Regardless, he manages to get to the top. The last two people standing in this war, are Shao Kahn and Raiden. They get to the top of this pyramid and Shao Kahn fights this big fire guy, Blaze. He kills him. He absorbs Blaze's power he lifts his hammer, and he fucking crushes Raiden's skull. Oh, no. And Shao Kahn wins. The dream that Shao Kahn has always had comes true. He gets everything he wanted. He becomes the most powerful person in the world. Anyone who's ever defied him is dead, yeah. standing in front of him along this pyramid. Slow-mo, zoom in, you see the skull break. <laughs> that's that's how it works, right? Uh-huh. That's how a death, that's how someone's skull gets crushed in the game. Uh-huh. I just thought it was fun to say it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I, when you didn't respond. You realized that that was what was going to happen? No, I just oh, you, I just thought like you'd have fun with me saying that. Cause yeah. Because it happens in the game. It does. There's a lot of skulls breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close up of a skull and it cracks. You know, just, yeah, that's yeah. what I was doing. I was doing classic, a fun, fun thing. It's of classic just, Mortal Kombat imagery. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, well, did, you didn't. I mean, I didn't add anything to it. I was a little distracted because I was like getting myself amped to reveal the, the twist for you. Oh. Um, because naturally the whole franchise doesn't end with everybody dying and Shao Kahn winning. Yeah. Shao Kahn wins. He gets everything he wanted. And in classic Shao Kahn fashion, it's all taken away from him. Oh, no. Because in the moment that his hammer was in the air, just before it just absolutely smushed Raiden's head... Like a Gallagher watermelon. Yeah. Raiden grabbed a little amulet on his chest, uh, which has some, you know, Raiden magic. You sure. And sent a message back in time <laughs> to, to Raiden circa Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, and the only phrase he was able to get out was, he must win, before his head just got splooshed oh. all over that pyramid. So... Cut to Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> Don't worry. This is quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I will not recap everything for you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There was a reboot of Mortal Kombat in 2011. This is how they did it. For a series that is obsessed with its lore and yeah. developing every character, even the guy that was just created because they were like, we need a purple ninja. Yeah. Um, they couldn't just reboot it. They had to preserve all that lore. And I got to give credit to Mortal Kombat. They did the, you know, the Star Trek thing of like, yeah. here's a new timeline. But for Mortal Kombat, they really, they made a meal out of this reboot. Oh, wow. It, it rules. Things changed dramatically. Huh. Um, in a way that really paid off of things we already knew. Yeah. So, back to Mortal Kombat 1. 
poor Shao Kahn has, I don't know, poor Shao Kahn, he's a piece of shit. Poor Shao Kahn. <laughs> yeah, he's not the best dude. He's not. He's, he's a garbage. He just, yeah, he has a rough go at it, but you can't feel too sorry for him. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Shao Kahn, he has no idea what just got taken away from him. And to be fair, I, I don't know. I get the impression that Mortal Kombat's one timeline. You know, there's like yeah, yeah. There's branching timelines and then there's like the loop. Yeah, the loop. I think Mortal Kombat's the loop. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there's necessarily a timeline where Shao Kahn's like, ah, now what? Yeah, yeah. At the top of that pyramid, like trying to figure out how to like carefully step down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Blood slack, yeah. slacked uh, stairs. Um, it'd be pretty funny though if he was like, I did it. And then he slipped and like snapped his neck. And yeah. Like, oh, I'm paralyzed and I don't have any friends around to exactly. help me. Exactly. And he step. just dies there. That's like an end of a Tales from the Crypt episode. It is. It's very, uh, very Tales. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, someone should do it. Tales of the Crypt. License Mortal Kombat. License Mortal Kombat. And Ad- Night Shyamalan. Adapt just Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, new timeline. Raiden's hanging out at the first tournament. He hears uh, a slightly older Raiden in his head go, he must win. And he's like, what the fuck? And uh, from that point forward, events unfold a little differently. For Shao Kahn, they're more or less the same. Goro loses that first tournament. The second tournament happens, and Shao Kahn gets defeated by Liu Kang there, and he's humiliated. He resurrects Sindel, and he invades Earthrealm. And that's where things start to sort of change Mm. for Shao Kahn. The invasion starts to go a little poorly uh, at the very beginning of it. You know, some of his forces are getting killed by some of Raiden's guys, and this time, Shao Kahn responds by choosing to kill Shang Tsung, take all the souls in his body, and transfer them to Sindel. It makes Sindel super powerful. Yeah. He says, Sindel, why don't you go infiltrate Raiden's you know, little army, see what you can do, see if you can kill those guys. And this time, Sindel succeeds where Shang Tsung failed in that like first invasion of, of, uh, of Earthrealm. Sindel walks in there and basically slaughters all of Raiden's guys. Oh, wow. You know, he, she kills Sub-Zero, who's there. She kills Stryker, the cop. Uh, and she kills her own daughter, Katana. Mm. Uh, just dead dead. Like, real dead. Not, yeah. like, fantasy dead. They're dead. Wow. And uh, it actually kind of drives Liu Kang a little crazy because he'd started to fall in love with Katana. You know, everyone knows that kind of classic He loses it story. when his friends die. He loses it when his friends die. It's like classic Liu Kang behavior. Yeah. So in this timeline, he and Raiden come to blows because he's like, Raiden, you've been making all these shitty decisions trying to figure out what he must win means and you got everyone I love killed and I blame you. And Raiden's like, no, 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 I think he must win means Shao Kahn actually now that I think about it. Because uh, he's the guy breaking the... And Liu Kang just, like, snaps. He's like, you want Shao Kahn to win now? Are you fucking crazy? They get in a big fight, and Raiden accidentally kills Liu Kang. Oh. And Shao Kahn's hearing all this, and he's like, ah! <laughs> 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 oh, this rules! You guys are idiots! You know, bad guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just straight up, typical bad guy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raiden, unfortunately, then follows through with that idea of he must win, because he's like, well, no reason not to now. It sure doesn't mean Liu Kang, dude's yeah. dead. Uh, so he allows Shao Kahn to merge the realms and beat the shit out of Raiden. But while he's doing so, the Elder Gods, for some reason at this point, are finally like, now that's a step too far. Yeah. The loophole about like hanging out in Earthrealm because your wife is from there now technically because of weird rules. Yeah. We'll let that stand. But actually merging the realms, that's a no-no. You didn't do the 10 tournaments. Oh. So the Elder Gods finally step in. They give Raiden all of their power. And Raiden is able to defeat Shao Kahn, stop him from merging the realms, and the Elder Gods take Shao Kahn 
to wherever, I don't know, whatever their elder god plane is for eternal punishment. Yeah. Because clearly killing him is just like not a thing that works out super Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Um, and that is seemingly the end for Shao Kahn. But wait, what is what did old Raiden mean then? When they said he must win, is it? Did he mean? Did he mean me must win? No, he he did mean Shao Kahn. Me must win would have been a, yeah, yeah. a great message to send back. Yeah, I mean, me he probably he'd taken a few blows to the head at that yeah, point. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, reasonable. Yeah. Um, but no, he he did mean Shao Kahn. He was like, dude, you just gotta let Shao Kahn win and let the elder gods take care of it. Oh, uh, just make him like show like yeah, show him that he's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like Shao Kahn is willing to break the elder gods' rules in order to get what he wants. So just let him do that and then let, like, you know, rules have consequences. Yeah. They, the Mortal Kombat world's not our world where yeah. being a piece of shit doesn't have consequences, yes. yeah, apparently. Yeah, it only helps. Yeah, laws are fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and God's not real. In this world, God is real and laws are real. Oh, well, must be nice. It doesn't seem that no, nice. No, it doesn't seem that nice. You know, you, you could just be any just normal, nice person living in our world, and you could still just get nope, killed me, by a centaur me one day. consequences. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seemingly that is like it for Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. Until, um, <laughs> until Kronika. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just when you thought, just when you thought you were out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kronika, new person, and new all, name. And all episodes are this long. Uh, oh, this is actually, we're on the shorter side This right is on now. the shorter side, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, we're almost done. No, no, I'm not, I'm but having fun. we're on fun. the shorter side. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. Shao Kahn is less story because he does a lot of uh, delegation. Yes, okay. Um, But uh, a lot of the other characters kind of just like live lives through this. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like things happen for them over over what for Shao Kahn is like. I told Shang Tsung to go do a tournament. He came back and said it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So like for Liu Kang, around. it's like I went to a new place. I'd like grown up at a temple. Yeah. And then I went to this island. I met all these new people. I met a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like this is like pretty concise for okay. a, for a Mortal Kombat story. All right, line. great, great. Yeah. Which again, they didn't have to. No. And yet, they were like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it could have just been ninjas fighting. Originally, this franchise was just going to be a Universal Soldier video game. Oh, wow. And then we couldn't get JCVD to do it. So instead, we made our little JCVD kind of proxy out of Johnny Cage. And we invented 27 years <laughs> of hardcore fantasy lore. Uh, like oh half of God. which is not even in the games themselves. That's insane. It rules. I love it. Enough to make a whole podcast out of <laughs> enough, enough to commit like 70 weeks of my life. Yes, to. yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're going you're gonna to put all these onto CD and sell the box set. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, this is how, this is how I make my fortune. Yes. Is everyone's going to want these CDs, man. Yeah. Trust me, I got it figured out. I asked all my friends and they told me it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah you should get new friends. I was like, <laughs> shit. No, I don't know, man. I, they really thought it was good. I said, should I make... 70 hours of Mortal Kombat lore with some of Hollywood's biggest celebrities. Who? <laughs> All I've heard so far is me and DC Pearson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I had uh, President Barack Obama on for the Goro episode. Yeah, he does. He does get around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, listen, my dream is like when I get to episode 70, I'm like, Kronika, President Barack Obama. Uh, I mean, do you want to know who else has done the show so far? No, no My own not. wife, <laughs> Kirby, she did the show. 
That's uh, Ron Funches, I made him drive. Yeah. I made him drive through a lot of traffic at rush hour to oh, do it. Oh, perfect, yeah. And uh, he yeah, because you couldn't move this whole setup over to him. <laughs> well, at that time, I was not uh, recording yeah. in my dining room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in retrospect, should have just should have just bit the bullet then, gotten the gear and gone to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had uh, Mara Wilson did Goro. Oh, wow. super fun. Um, and I'm telling you, man, when I get these CDs pressed. <laughs> That's how they make CDs, right? Oh, boy. They press them? I'm going to need another crazy bread. I got to learn the... <laughs> Listen, why don't you just slide a crazy bread on out of that sleeve, have no. yourself a snack. Okay. Just now, folks, what you're hearing now is a classical crazy bread package. Is this your guys' dinner? No, no. We're going to be making ravioli for for dinner tonight. You're gonna, you want these crazy breads. You don't want me eating this crazy... I already had one. Do you think that's a two-person portion of crazy bread? What do you... I'm just saying, listen, hey, listen, look, if you want to slice of crazy, crazy bread, don't no, there's feel only, bad about there's having There's three in here. There's three? Yeah, I'm uh, not going to take it. one in the car for sure. No, yeah. listen, listen, Jonah. Yeah, you, there's you three. I'm not to, taking You came to do the show. I should get, get something. You get no compensation. Yeah. Oh, wait, than, what? <laughs> other, than, other than the dozens of people who are going to tweet pictures of shotgun at you. Yes, perfect. Yes, yeah. please do that. Eat the crazy bread. Hashtag eat the crazy bread. I'm not going to eat the crazy I already had a crazy bread. All right. Kronika the Keeper time. <laughs> Kronika the Keeper time. She comes down from wherever she lives. Now, I got to say. What do you, wait, hold on. Yeah. All this information you're yeah, giving yeah, me throughout this yeah, entire, yeah. which, yeah, which yeah. I'm going to take a guess, is like been two and a half hours. So this whole time. <laughs> 45 minutes. <come> okay. <laughs> Um, and then you have all these details of where everyone's from, the names of these places, yeah. and then you just tell me a character and say she comes down from wherever she comes from. Well, here's the thing about Kronika. I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you the whole Kronika thing. So, this is from Mortal Kombat 11. Yes, which just came out. Okay. So Kronika, I even even me, a Mortal Kombat boy, I was like, I'm sorry, who from where? Yeah. We got the Elder Gods. They don't have like things that they're elder gods of yeah and we've got the gods like raiden's like the god of thunder but he's yeah. really just like the god of earth realm mm-hmm. and they, so we're like where does the time thing factor in here's what i found out crazy shit she is the mother of an elder god named shinnok and another elder god named cetron so there's like a whole thing behind the thing oh boy and it hasn't been super clarified just yet if it's like, well, was she like a first generation of Elder Gods? And then there was like a second generation of Elder Gods that decided like we're taking care of the one being problem and making the realms. Yeah. That seems like the likeliest yeah. thing. But then they started calling her a Titan. Mm. So there is another thing. Yeah. And I don't know how it factors in yet. Wow. We, we will find out. And I'll be long done with this podcast at this point, and I will not come back to fix it. You will come back. I will. You're going to do addendums on that. Well, when I make millions of dollars on these CDs. Yes, of course. Yeah. I will come back. Yeah. Because it's going to mean I get to remaster the CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, Kronika comes down, and she's like, listen, I'm like the time person, and Raiden, who the fuck told you you could do your own timeline? Oh. This is not like a thing I would... No one was like, hey, do time travel. Probably an oversight. The, the Elder Gods created so, the gods, So Raiden right? also messed up. Raiden messed up, or at least from her perspective. I mean, yeah. part of it is definitely a personal thing because Raiden killed Shinnok, her son. Okay. Um, He was like a whole thing I kind of glazed over, but it was like another one of that, like, and now he wants to conquer the world. Yeah, realms. yeah, yeah. Um, but... It, he killed her son, so it's probably a little personal for her. But also, I think she's like, time is my thing. Yeah. I make the timeline. 
who are you to send a message back in time that just changes like everything? Yeah. So she's pissed. She's so she, pissed. It's a lot of paperwork for her now. It's a lot of paperwork for her, uh, specifically like all the funeral paperwork for yes. her son. <laughs> She's like, I want to not do this paperwork. Yeah. I'm going to just change time instead. Yes, exactly. So basically, like, she comes down to like our mortal plane mm-hmm. with the intentions of going to the hourglass of time, which is a physical location, oh. and physically turning back time and creating a new timeline, uh, a new era is what she keeps calling it, in which there's no Raiden. Mm. But simply by the process of her coming here, all these, uh, let's just call them time natos, yes. start opening up. And people start filtering into the present because there's just like time vortexes. Yeah. Like people just start appearing here from other periods of time. Mm-hmm. Can you guess who one of those people is? Shogun. Dude, yes. <laughs> You've been listening. It is Shao Kahn. There's a bunch of people. I mean, it's like a young Katana shows up. A young Liu Kang, pre-dead, shows yes. up. A young Kung Lao. There's like a young Scorpion. That creates some drama because there's also an old Scorpion who's still alive. Uh, all this cool stuff happens, but really the headline is a Shao Kahn circa like the second Mortal Kombat tournament when he was like, get these Earthrealmers here, make them fight me. All of a sudden shows up uh, in Outworld like decades later to find out that everyone's like, oh, Shao Kahn, that guy died years ago. No one gives a shit about him. We have a peaceful Khan now. Khan is like the king title. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like we have Kotal Khan. He's created a peaceful era. Outworld's like friends with everyone now. And uh, everyone forgot about that dumb idiot Shao Kahn. He left no legacy and nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) And Shao Kahn is like, what? the fuck i know kotal khan that guy was a fucking nerd he was like my general he was like just one of the dudes i conquered his realm and made him like subjugated and made work for me so he's like kotal khan fight me right now and kotal khan is like oh blast from the past wow that's wild hey man how you doing yeah and they have like a hammer fight in this coliseum in front of everybody and kotal khan like kicks shao khan's ass hey insult to injury um, and he's actually going to have like Shao Kahn executed in his own Coliseum. And literally this is like, this isn't the Shao Kahn who's gone through wins and losses. Yeah. This is the Shao Kahn who was like, Hey man, I just won almost 10 tournaments. Let's have like a do over. I'm on yeah. top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully his like allies whisk him away before he's executed. Kronika approaches him and is like, Hey man, going to give you like the headline here. You die in, in pretty much every timeline. Like you, things do not work <laughs> out for you. Uh, but a long time ago, there was a timeline where you you got everything you wanted. So tell you what, I'm making this new era. I need people to kind of just like watch my back while I do t- hourglass magic. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, enlist, be like one of my people, and uh, I'll make sure that you're like a winner in this new era. And Shao Kahn's like, sounds good because I don't I do not, I don't like thirty years later. It's messed up. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Uh, so Shao Kahn like sets up his camp in the wastelands of Outworld. He's got like his Tarkatan warriors, the little spear arm mutant guys. He's trying to figure out like how he's going to go. And he's basically sent to like, Hey, figure out how to kill Kotal Khan. You, you take care of Outworld and just keep them distracted while I go do like hourglass stuff. Yeah. Uh, thankfully he catches Kotal Khan and his like army trying to infiltrate the camp, the war camp because Kotal Khan's like obsessed with like, ah, uh-uh, no Shao Kahn's. Yeah. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Uh, they managed to catch Kotal Khan. They're going to bring him back to the Coliseum and execute him. Like, oh, have a little bit of your own medicine. Mm. And Shao Kahn's going to be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm the emperor again. I got my throne back. Um, but just before he's able to execute Kotal Khan in the Coliseum, who should attack him but Katana? 
Katana, while he was like obsessed with like getting back everything he had 30 years ago, yeah. Katana was going on like a tour around Outworld being like Dragon People, Shokan, Goro's like fam. Tell you what, do you guys hate being in an eternal war? Why don't you join my army? We're going to do peace in Outworld. And they're like, whoa, really? She's like, yeah, peace with the Centaur people, peace with everyone. Then she goes to the Tarkatans and she's like, Tarkatans, are you guys sick of just being like someone's military? And they're like, oh shit, never thought of it that way. Kinda. She's like, why don't you team up with me and the, the, the Goro people? And they're like, sounds good. So she built a whole army up. And so she easily manages to just kick Shao Kahn's ass. Uh, and Shao Kahn's like, my daughter, what? Uh, and he goes ballistic and is like, no way. He like snaps Kotal Kahn's spine. He's like holding his hammer out like, don't no one come near me. Yeah. Uh, and Katana manages to fight Shao Kahn in like Mortal Kombat, defeat him and slash him across the eyes, blinding him in front of everyone in Outworld. And she becomes, thus by doing so, the queen of Outworld. Ah. She becomes Katana Khan. Katana Khan. Finally takes his last name. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and it's not because she's proud of her dad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that is Shao Kahn's story. He's like humiliated in front of everyone, but at least he's alive. And then Kronika succeeds in erasing every timeline. Uh, so that it rolls back all the way to the dawn of time. Um, but I will say, just to throw a little nugget in there, Luke Kang does manage to kill her as she's in the process of doing that. And essentially he becomes the keeper of time. Oh. So where we stand now is that Liu Kang is going to make a new timeline of his own design, and uh, he's going to have to live literally like millennia. Uh, and I'm guessing that Shao Kahn's not going to have like a great life. I don't he think he'll any. ever will. He probably won't even exist yeah, yeah. in this timeline. And that's Shao Kahn's story, you know? Wow. He really he shot for the stars, and, uh, and he really just missed. And just destroyed the moon. <laughs> yeah, just like, I kind of just like, it's like he, he, he wrote a, high-speed motorcycle into the stars and just collided with the moon and snapped his neck yeah, in a horrific yeah, exactly. accident. Yeah, yeah, wow. He really just uh, fucked it all up. You know, I didn't know what to expect coming into this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> uh, no one ever does. <laughs> Maybe Mike Drucker did. He knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, nope. It was. It, I did have a great time listening to the stories. Great. And yeah. uh, I mean, what would you say you took away from it? Like, oh, the, absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I feel I'm going to come off on this podcast uh, like, I, I don't want people to think I'm placating you by going, ooh, oh, wow. Because those were my honest reactions sure. to the storytelling that you were giving, which well, was done very well. Thank you. Um, but um, I don't really play video games mm-hmm. uh but sometimes i'll go over to my friend's place and play mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. 11 just, like the new one i thought this was a couple years ago or okay. years ago you know when we used to do that a bit yeah. more and I, I know the next time i'm gonna play i'm gonna enjoy it a little bit more yeah because you're gonna know it's kind of like when i go see hockey with my friend dave clock Mm. When you sit next to him at a hockey game, he's giving you a color commentary over like who's who and where they used to play together in the farm or not the farm leagues, but like in like a lower league. And then now they're on different things Mm -hmm. and they've had fights before. It's like, you know, you just and then all of a sudden watching this hockey game, which is like, you know, Kings versus whoever becomes a lot more exciting. Oh, man, that makes a lot of sense. I really want someone to do that for me. But not with hockey. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to getting to understanding hockey. 
Yeah. I really want, I want to be included in the basketball world. It just seems fun. And I really lost, yeah, I like lost track of it in like the nineties. Like once Jordan stopped playing, I definitely just like stopped paying any attention to basketball. It's a lot of stuff to keep up with. Yeah. It also like, I was a baseball kid. Yeah. And even then, like I was more like a video games and musical theater kid. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, I know a lot about like nineties pop punk. Uh, That's where my brain went. And Mm -hmm. and, and also like mid nineties rom-com starring Cameron Diaz. I can talk about those a lot. Some of the best. Yeah. Where does that era end for you? Sweetest thing? Bruh. Where she, like, no, her, like, I think her, like, final really good one of the 90s was uh, uh, Something About Mary. Yeah. Yeah, because before that she did, like, Feeling Minnesota, which was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, she my did, God. I forgot uh, about that movie. Life Less Ordinary. Which is really underappreciated in both. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's so great. Uh, but, yeah, she was, like, killing it. And then, like, I think her pinnacle was how funny Sex she too. was. Uh, <laughs> she's just, she was so, she was so funny back then. And she was, like, yeah. so, like, on the ball. With like she, how, how like her performances. She's like a great physical comedian, which yes. is like an element that I feel like romantic comedies forgot is mm-hmm. invaluable if you can like insert it into I just feel like physical comedy doesn't appear as much as it used to in rom coms. I heard that the long shot has some good physical comedy. Oh it does actually. Well, like stunt comedy, but like still Have you not seen Longshot yet? Not yet, but I heard there's some good uh, some good physical comedy bits. It is great. Yeah. It's so good. It might yeah. be my favorite well, it's up there for me. It's definitely like among my favorite movies I've seen this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. It nice. is It is really just so, so, so great. Yeah. Definitely watch it. Well, with that, I do have to get going to go see Chopping Mall at Ooh, the new Alamo Draft House, Los Angeles. Before I let you go. Oh, of course. Very quickly. Yes. The last time I'm going on the show, it's as fast as you want it to be. Uh, sure. We'll get you to Chopping Mall. It's called Choose Your Destiny. Okay. It's a segment in which I ask you, Jonah, if you're in the Mortal Kombat universe, what would you be? Who would you be? Who would you be aligned with? What would your fatality be? Tell me who you'd be in Mortal Kombat. You know what? Let's upend this. You tell me who I'd be. Shit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. See, I'm how, seeing... see how it is? I make you do more work? Uh, I do see how it is, yeah, yeah. and I appreciate it. Uh, uh, okay, I'm seeing a centaur. Yeah, because of, because of my size, because I'm real tall. It's more your shape. Okay. Yeah, I could see with horse legs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it would be <laughs> weird to see a centaur that hunches, but... Uh... I don't know. It would make almost more sense to me. Yeah. Because they're like kind of bottom heavy. So the top doesn't have to do a lot, you know? That's true. And like I just lean on my my horseback. Yeah. On your your haunches. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, Okay. So I'm seeing that you're a centaur. Okay. And uh, I know that you you like horror and that you like the sort of like the arcane and the spooky Mm -hmm. and the cool, but... I don't see you aligning with evil people. No, no. Because I have always seen you as someone who honestly just has like a great moral center and is just like genuinely a good person. Well, thanks for saying You're one that. of three people I feel that way about <laughs> in, in the city of Los Angeles, California. No, I, I know uh, a lot of great people. And Jonah, I think you're a great person. So, thank you. Good-hearted centaur. Okay. They're in a race war, essentially, with the Shokan through most of Mortal Kombat lore. Mm-hmm. So I see you as being the person who's like, it's been generations since this war started. I don't know why we're in one. Yeah. Who is a, an integral part of the peace treaty that Katana forms uh, with the, the, the centaurs and the Shokan and that help her become a great leader in both timelines, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in terms of fatality... Uh, I also think you're probably like, you know, the funny centaurs like cracking jokes. Uh, so maybe, you know, I got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, 
green up. What's the thing when a horse goes on yeah, its hind you, legs? Yeah, you go up on you. You go up on your uh, haunches. Did yeah, I say yeah, haunches like, again? Yeah, uh, right? like the hind legs, the hind <laughs> yeah. hooves. You rear up on your hooves. Yeah, rear up. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I uh, push my uh, front hooves uh-huh. uh, into the body, Ooh, through the body, like punch right through, punch right through. Ooh, I love it. And then uh, almost kind of like. Do a splits type of thing. Where Seems super hard for a horse to do. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll go pop, pop. It's like real quick. It's not like you know. It's not too much time. So mm-hmm. right through the person, and then I push out, and it splits the person in half. Right. You you, put, you with horse hooves, you rip a man in half the long way. Yes. Or a woman. Or a woman. Uh, or or a thing. Or a thing. Or or a th- anyone. Yeah. You rip a person. Yeah, I, I rip a, a, a an opponent in half. You rip an opponent with in half my hooves the long way with your hooves. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, I like that one. Uh, I love it. Jonah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for walking over. Of course. Uh, and where can people find you if they want more Jonah Ray? At my house. Okay, cool. What's your address? It's seven. Well, now, <laughs> Ben. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, great. We'll find. Uh, jo- jo- what's your come on? What's your social media? It's Jonah Ray. It's Jonah Ray. You yeah, know, yeah. you know who Jonah is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a very good chance you're listening to this podcast at all. Yeah. When does this go on? Uh, Monday. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, that then this Friday, my EP of Weird Al covers is coming out August 16th on Asian Man Records, available everywhere digitally. Uh, we sold out of the first pressing of vinyl. Whoa! And so hopefully we'll get some more later on. And then we're doing a uh, record release show at the Hi-Hat in Highland Park. Oh, when's that? That's on the 24th. I'm going to put it in my calendar. I got to yeah. go. Yeah, Toys That Killer playing. I love, that's one of my favorite bands. Tim Casher from Cursive is going to do a set. Holy shit. Colin Green just canceled. Uh, uh, if you, good. <laughs> uh, that means there's a space open. Yes. Working do a on live work. mortal podcast. Oh, yes. That sounds um, good. Well, I got to go. I'll see you around. <laughs> if you're in Los Angeles, don't miss that. That sounds really great. And the Hi-Hat's an awesome venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. You can find me at Ben Meckler, B-E-N-M-E-K-L-E-R. Thanks for listening. And as always... Uh, fight. Finish him. Finish him. Bye.